have a bully inside your head telling you that you're not good enough? Do you lean towards self-defeat? Do you have trouble believing in yourself? And are you dying to learn how to become the perfect version of you? A you that you dream about? If you answered yes, then you're like me, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy podcast, where we discuss self-esteem, worthiness, and transformation through a gay lens. I'm your host, Jeremy Long, and I want to share my journey with you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Journey to Worthy podcast. This is part two of interview with Chad Walters. This week we cover Chad's research on social media, selfies, and self-esteem. You can check out his blog titled Love Your Selfie and how mindset and perspective is important when navigating the online world. We also discuss how social media can be used for inspiration instead of constant comparison. We also discuss nudity and exposing ourselves online. And Chad even divulges some information on his time on a reality TV show, which is going to be airing soon. So this is a dynamic gentleman that you definitely have to check out. So please tune in for part two of Interview with Chad Walters. Here it is. I, I also did a, a research project in my master's in my mental health class, and mm. I focused on social media and mental health. Oh, amazing. And so I, I learned about healthy uses and negative uses, unhealthy uses of social media. Right. And self-esteem is a huge part of that. Yeah. So they say in some of the research that folks who have a healthy level of self-esteem yeah. use social media and that bolsters and strengthens the self-esteem. Okay. But folks who have a really negative self-esteem and self-hate, self-loathing, this kind of stuff, it worsens that. So it can mm. do positive and negative depending on where you're actually sitting in your own self-esteem. Do you think that's based more on if you post versus if you're looking? Because I feel like I've heard people say, you know, if you've got some low self-esteem and you're looking at things like Facebook or Instagram, watching everyone look amazing and do all these amazing things, that right. that's what it is. It's looking at other people and having a bit of envy. Versus yes. their own selfies. Yes. So that is a huge part of it. And that's the social comparison piece. Right. Yes. So if you're out there thinking this person's got this awesome life, look at how they are being and, mm -hmm. you know, and how is that going to impact their own view of themselves? Right. And then what they do with that is the important thing. Okay. So for example, I've, I have people reaching out to me quite regularly via social media. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly Instagram. Right. Because who uses Twitter anymore? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to learn Twitter right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, enjoy it. Yeah, thanks. Um, and so people, yeah, people reach out to me and they say, how do you do it? What do you do? Yeah. Um, and this is what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. So I've made these connections with people across mostly North America. Yeah. Uh, who've been following me. And, and now I'm on a text relationship with some of them via text messaging mm -hmm. outside of a social media platform um, because I feel an actual relationship has formed. Yeah. And it feels almost like a mentor kind of relationship. Right. Or like a coaching. Almost role. coaching. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It feels like that. I'm having a similar experience. And I think that that's super important. Yeah. So that's one of the positive side effects of having a confident social media is that people reach out and then it actually impacts their own lives. Right. So 
I like that a lot, actually, because I, I've had similar people reach out and because I am kind of going in a direction of life coaching and wanting to, you know, be there for people and help build people up. Like, that's what the podcast is all about. That's yeah. why I bring people like you on to say, what are the tips for how we can, you know, build each other up and, you know, moving forward, build ourselves up. Right. So, yeah, it's great that if you can have that mentality around social media and selfies, it's funny that we ended up talking about selfies. I know. But... <laughs> But it's, it is, it's important to like, this is a world where everyone's kind of on social media. And even if you're not, you know, posting selfies at the end of the day, if you walk home into your house with your partner or with your family or your friends, it's nice to get a compliment. It's nice to be validated in some way, depending mm-hmm. on where you like, what your activities are, your actions are with needing that and how you go about getting it. Yeah. Maybe that's where the intent comes in. Right. And knowing that if you're only expecting, you know, to feel good because of this validation, that's where the work needs to come in. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's going to be a very individual thing. I mean, it's yeah. going to present differently in every human and it's a, just a process. So, yeah. And I think it, exploring and interacting with social media in your own way is a part of your individuation process. Right. Right. So maybe it's a very unhealthy use at first, but then they realize, Oh, I don't need this anymore. And then, so they let go of it and then they change. Right. So, I mean, what I, what I mean to say is that I don't think it's fair for us to be judging people's social media use yeah, because it's a part of their process of self-discovery. Well, yeah. And sometimes that will change over the years. Exactly. You learn, shift. you learn what you need to learn. Yes. But I'm just curious, maybe if you have any idea on how to, like, what would we suggest to people that maybe are having that difficulty with social media? It's not always a great self-esteem boost. What would be something you could tell the listeners that would help them navigate that social media and not taking things on negatively? Yeah, that's tough. Because like you said, it's based on how you perceive it. So if someone's having a hard time, like for me, I guess I would, I would hope that the person that's engaging would just not need to compare. That's the biggest problem that I have found in my life in the past is comparing myself to others. I've been trying to focus on like, what makes me feel good? And what, what am I doing? What can I share? Like, what can I do in my life that, you know, not that it's share worthy on Instagram, but you know, what are the things that I'm excited about that I can share with my friends Uh, Mm -hmm. and then putting more energy there into, into my own experience rather than, you know, comparing myself to everyone else and wishing that I was doing what they were doing. Right. Well, I, I think that the social comparison is a natural process. Yes. And I think that that's just built into us as human species. Yeah. Um, because it allows us to shape and guide our own lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If everybody is using a knife and you've got a spoon right. and you look at them and they're all doing really well with their steak and you've got the spoon, <laughs> you're naturally going to pick up the knife next time. Because yeah. It's going to help cut the steak. Yeah. Right. So social it depends learning. on what exactly social learning. So if we are doing that comparison piece, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. But it's what are we then doing about it? Do we just let it end there and we feel ah, shitty yes. about ourselves? Yeah. Or are we actually going to be motivated to reach out, to make a change? To yeah. So I really think, what do we do with that comparison? Right. That is a hard one because some days, on my good days, I'll look at maybe fitness. Um, I follow quite a few fitness people or yoga people on Instagram. And I think, wow, that's something cool that I should try or to try to strive for. Like right now I'm obsessed with handstands Mm. and I'm watching these videos. And instead of feeling like I can't do that, I three months ago, I definitely couldn't do it. And now I've been practicing. 
Right. You know, or I look at people that are really fit and have a body maybe that I'd like to strive for. So I go to the gym. Right. You know, it's these small steps. It's not always perfect. And I like to snack. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. not always, you know, I, that's the forgiving yourself for not being perfect. Yes. That part's difficult. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what people struggle with a lot. Right. But I think talking about it really does help. Even if you just are sharing with a friend, like I think you and I are lucky because we happen to have, we have community. We have quite a bit of community of people that understand where we've come from mm -hmm. when it comes to addiction. And, and so that helps because there's a wealth of people with other self-esteem issues that we've watched grow as well, maybe right alongside us. So we can look back and really see where we've come from. But some people that haven't gone through that, maybe it's just a, it's an isolating factor, like not having people to really build you up. Because if you don't have someone to help you build yourself up, sometimes it's hard to do it by yourself. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and then that, if we're talking about social media, I mean, this is a network. Yeah. So I think it just comes to building your army. Yeah. Of, of support. Yeah. And that could be somebody on the other side of the world. Why not? Yeah. You know, I've got quite a few of those. Maybe that's a good encouragement for listeners. You know, sometimes we see people online that we think, well, they're in a whole nother league. Right. But sometimes like if you reach out, you'd be surprised actually that people want to be yeah. there for you. They want to support you. Yeah. Um, for me, if anyone messages me, I respond to every single one of my Instagram right. messages and Facebook as well. I want to be engaged. Like that's what, why I'm, what I'm about. So if you're yeah. finding people like yourself, I'm sure that if anyone saw you and sent you a message, you would at least take the time to see what's up, see who they are. Yes. So maybe people should do that more often. Yeah, for sure. Cause that does it. it, it sometimes it helps build up our self-esteem by saying like, Oh, this person's actually taking a minute to chat with me and they have yes. something I want to learn, you know, and maybe I can get, I can learn something from them for sure. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I think another thing too is to be aware. Sure. There's this person who posts a selfie with this ripped body or the perfect handstand, mm -hmm. but to recognize that there has probably been a million, maybe not as many, Failed handstands totally <laughs> before that perfect picture. Ah, right. yeah. Right. So That's it's a like good point. there's a whole lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, and people are presenting the best, the, of the end best. result, the end result. Yeah. So not to get lost in the the perfection of the end result, mm. and to always remember that it has been a messy journey yeah. before that final pick. That's a good perspective that people should maybe consider. Yeah, because we put the best face forward, right? Well, yeah. Somebody said to me on the other day in a private message, God, your Instagram looks so good. Why does it always look so good? And my reply was, because I always post the best pictures. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's a very key thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Is it's me do that. I wonder if maybe once in a while we should post the not best picture <laughs> just to keep it real. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. That's probably a good idea. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just one last maybe point on, um, social media. You post some pretty, uh, provocative, scandalous, scandalous that's a good one, <laughs> um, photos with, um, little to no clothes. Yes. So how do you, I don't know if I have a question around what is that, how does it make you feel or how did you get to the point where you felt that comfortable? 
Right. And I, okay. I think that this piece speaks to my inclination towards nudism for mm-hmm. one. Like I, I love going to You're a nudist, beach, yeah. you know, I like at home, I'm naked a lot of the time. Mm. Um, and that's very comfortable for me. We're not naked by the way, for all the listeners <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's true. It's a true story, but you can imagine us naked if you like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first look at our Instagram and then right. imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, there's that component, right? Like I'm comfortable in my skin yeah, because yeah. of the process that we've already discussed. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's racy on mm-hmm. my social media. And I think that it pushes um, some boundaries mm-hmm. and um, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I am very cognizant that there are children in my family. Um, you know, recently my fiance's nieces, um, were following me and I had to reach out to their parents and say, I don't know if this is appropriate. I don't want to block them and have them leave it in their hands. Yeah. I I just wanted to be very transparent. You know, this is probably adult oriented. Let's, let's just be cautious about this. Right. Um, so I recognize that it is like a, older adult yeah not older adult but (laughs) older it's an adult Uh, yeah it's an adult profile yeah but i mean there's guidelines right i mean you can't just post a dick pic on instagram right right like there's there's definitely guidelines that force um some restrictions Mm -hmm. so i feel like as long as you're following yeah you're following the guidelines yeah i was curious because i i posted a photo i think it was two weeks ago um, I don't remember which episode I was talking about kink and, okay. and, and fetish. And I posted a photo that I was in, in Folsom in San Francisco where I'm only wearing a, a harness and a jock strap. Right. But because my Instagram hasn't been geared towards much nudity or even as many selfies, I, f- and I used to post things like that, but all of a sudden, because I've been changing my branding, I so I guess you could call it. I felt a little apprehension, but mm-hmm. I feel like this podcast has been about being truly authentic and allowing people to explore things that are maybe uncomfortable or taboo. Um, it's not all about sex, but a part of it is about sex and mm-hmm. relationships and casual sex and kink. And I'm going right. to talk about that stuff. Yes. So I felt like I really wanted to post these to show people like this is part of who I am and that it's okay to be body positive and yes. sex positive and be open and authentic about it. Right. But I definitely had some, a little bit of apprehension just because that's not exactly what I've been doing lately. Yeah. So that speaks to a, a transition from the norm on your social media right. page. And yeah. People who, uh, well, for me, for example, when I started, I had all my friends and family following me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where most people start. Yeah. Right. And I had to eventually get rid of my family following <laughs> me because I didn't want to hear at Christmas time, you know, talk, you know, talking about, I saw your nipples again. Well, yeah. <laughs> like all these half naked pictures, you know, I don't, you know, my family don't need to be a part of it. So I think that's a different, who, who's the squad that's following you mm-hmm. and um, what do they expect and want to see from you? What do they support? Right. Yeah. yeah so I, some, I think some of the apprehension that we may feel before we post something may be around who's following. Like when the nieces were following me, mm-hmm. I was very cautious right. about that. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, you know, also I recognize that when I post a photo that is more scandalous. Yeah. There, you know, if I look at the like ratio and the comment ratio. People like skin. I mean, you know, sometimes dramatically different. Do you give people what they want? You know? Yeah. Every so often I do. And I I think every so often I will as well because Mm -hmm. sometimes a podcast will be about 
sex and I'm going to post photos maybe of myself engaged, not in sex, but in something to do with like the topic at, at hand. Yes. And exactly. I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. I used to be. I've come a long way when it comes to liking my body and being yeah. comfortable with sharing that. And, you know, being at a nude beach actually changed me a lot. So it allowed me to feel comfortable with my body. And it's funny. I think there's still a bit of stigma around going to a nude beach. There is. Being for sure. A nudist. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of an odd dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to end up talking about selfies. We've kind of gone all over the place here. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about this reality TV show that you were just on. That's when, when is it going to air? The best of my knowledge, it is going to be airing in the fall on September, out TV, on out TV yeah. and um, I believe the Amazon streaming system. Okay, great. I don't know what it's called, but uh, I feel like it's called Prime, but that's also the shipping. Anyways, yeah, it's, it's yeah. on the Amazon okay. Netflix, if we can say that. Okay. What was it like? That's what? all I can tell you. Oh, I love it. Okay. So No, I can tell you what it was like. Okay. The experience of it was very interesting. I mean, I saw the casting call mm-hmm. and I immediately applied for it. Yeah. And had the casting interview and they brought me on board. Uh, I was always I'm a reality TV buff, you know, like I've been following and watching different different uh reality tv stars and such What's for your a long time favorite show survivor by far okay and uh so i, I wanted to know what is it like in the background mm-hmm. what is it actually like cool. on it yeah um, what is the quote reality piece and what is not what's scripted yeah. right how many episodes was it i'm i'm cautious about what i'm allowed to say and what for sure I'm yeah yeah and that's okay so i'm not going to answer that one okay. i don't yeah. i don't think that that would is it like a typical yet. season is that what, that's maybe what i'm curious yeah about. it's a yeah. season Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Very exciting. So I can't ask you who was there or who got kicked off or any of that stuff. None of that stuff. But what was your, maybe just a blanket statement on that process of being really exposed? What was that like? It was very intimidating because everything is watched and, you know, there's a a whole crew around, right? There's production and cameras and sounds and... Yeah. All these different um, members of the crew. Yeah. So everything's being scrutinized, really. Wow. So, you know, the concern is uh, how will they portray? Right. How do they spin you? How do they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was, I feel I was authentically myself throughout it. Right. And... I, I, so I just don't know how are they going to, how is that? Well, I, maybe we just need to have a follow up after it airs and see like, that. Yeah. what, how did they portray me and how did it feel actually watching it? Because that's going to be really the, the, the final chapter of this experience. Right. And then the, if I feel like I want to say fallout or the uh, <laughs> effects of the impact the, of yeah. airing, right? Like yeah. who knows what that's going to do. I do. I would have a similar fear because I watch like RuPaul, for example, and sometimes you see the way they've edited things, even just on going on to a break, you see like the judge saying something to one of the contestants and you actually think it's one contestant, but it's a different one. Right. And so there's a bit of a spin there to keep you engaged Exactly. So at the end of the day, I mean, I hope that most people know that there is an element of, you know, framing yes. uh, on reality TV. So uh, yeah, take, that, not, take it with a grain of salt. Exactly. Right. It's not full reality. So intimidating, uh, very exposed, challenging, challenging. What did, you, what did you learn about yourself in that process? 
I, uh, I, I answer that question in an interview on the show. So I think you'll just have to watch oh. it. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. Yeah. We can leave it uh, at that. I, I learned that I, you know, again, I mean, it's nothing new for me, but I am willing to engage in unknown things mm. and still maintain who I am and how I am. And oh, um, that's a good point. So, yeah. I think that that brings up a good point for our listeners too, is I felt like I was a chameleon a lot of my life. I really wanted to fit in, in groups in or into an identity. And part of that is just the journey of figuring out what identity I want for myself. Right. But I often did feel like I didn't know who I was and I was trying to fit in places and with people. So right. like you just said, being authentic, you know, being true to yourself, um, but still, yeah, just still putting yourself out there and sometimes being willing to go against the grain. That's difficult for people. Yeah. I mean, that comes back to self-esteem. So what do you think is the best way for people to stay true to themselves, stay authentic? Well, I think that everybody, I believe that everybody really has that voice that is telling them mm. I should be here. I shouldn't be here. This yes. feels right. This yes. doesn't feel right. I feel good doing this. I'm you know, I'm either happy and content right now, or I'm quite anxious and unhappy, not comfortable. Yeah. Right. So really listening to that inner gauge. I like that a lot. And then continuing to on to honor the things that feel right. Right. And, um, so just tapping it. into that intuition really. Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling well, um, to be doing something that does not feel right. Um, mm -hmm. for example, in a previous episode, talking about sex and going through something because you feel like there's an obligation or an expectation right. when your body, your intuition is saying no. Yeah. Uh, and honoring that and being authentic and standing up for who you are. Difficult, difficult sometimes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But a learning lesson and part of it maybe just comes with age and maturity and, you know, you feel like crap enough yeah. that one day you just don't want to feel that way anymore. And you start being, I, my roommate, he says that I'm unapologetic now about who I am. And I, I actually love that. Yeah. I hadn't heard him say that before. And I think I'm going to own that. You yeah, know? own it. Oh, my God. Be yes. unapologetic about my life. Yeah. And that's a great place to be. Oh, yeah. Some days are easier than others. <laughs> yeah, naturally. Yeah. 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 Um, so maybe I, you mentioned your fiance a couple of times. Maybe you just want to tell fiance. us just a little bit about that. I mean... There's a love story there, I think. There is a love story, yes. His name is Blair. Okay. He's lovely. Mm -hmm. I met him on uh, Grinder a few summers back, mm -hmm. and we started chatting. Here in Vancouver? Here in Vancouver. Right. And uh, we exchanged numbers and we're texting. Mm -hmm. um, but then we ghosted each other. Oh, wow. And I... Such a funny term, you know, ghosting. Didn't, didn't even remember, really. Yeah. And then the summer after that, we matched on Tinder. Right. Started chatting, mm -hmm. exchanged phone numbers, only to realize that he already existed in my phone. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I may have had that experience before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we had a date and it was lovely, sushi at the beach and then mm -hmm. a movie. And um, I just, there, you know, it was a certain something about him that was very grounding and warm and lovely and so mm. that was it and i done knew deal. i knew that was a done deal i'm like wow. yes i need to this I, I i felt that this this man 
was uh, like one of the, you know, uh, the best compliment that I could have in a partner. You know, you want somebody who's really going to be complimenting who and how you are. And um, I really feel like he's the one. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. So I put a ring on it very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Exactly. Yeah. So now it's all about wedding planning and. Wow. Yeah. Where's he from? He's from New Zealand. Right. And you were there a little while ago? Yeah, I've been there twice now. Wow. um, Meeting the family, the big, beautiful, loving family that he comes from. That's fantastic. Yes. Very normal. Makes me um, (laughs) feel even more dysfunctional in mine. Well, Um, (laughs) I think that comes with the territory. Yeah. That's just a, that's our experience. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, So is there going to be some PR stuff? that's going to have to take place with the marriage from like, does he have residency? He doesn't know. And this is, I mean, it's kind of up in the air. You know, we talk about here, we talk about New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talk about babies and, um, awesome. Which location is going to best facilitate having a baby. Right. Uh, as I understand, Especially when it comes to legal matters. Exactly. Yeah. And funding. Cause right. New Zealand, I believe has a free IVF round in oh, Canada. Wow. I don't think that we do. Right. Think- so we're just trying to learn what is the best strategy, um, for his work and for mine, I think we're in the right place right now in Vancouver, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's, we've talked about PR. Yes. Yeah. What a, a crazy fun experience though. Like that, that's a true lovers journey together, learning not only about each other and how you coexist in your lives, but in your countries, in yeah. the world, when it comes to adding, you know, family members like children, especially in gay relationships, like that's fascinating. Right. I would be very excited for you. Yeah. It's yeah. a tough journey, really. I mean, how do we have babies? It's such a big It's a whole other thing. thing. There's I a know. lot of work that goes into oh it with the gays, gosh. right? I know. I just want to knock up a friend, and, <laughs> but it's just not that easy. No, I've been trying to get knocked up. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work. It's it doesn't working. work for him either. But no. <laughs> uh, well, that's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. If if you could have a conversation mm-hmm. with the you of the future, okay, the ideal you who has made it through all of the tough times and has made this amazing life for himself, even more so than you already have currently. What would he say to you right now? How do you answer that? Because I don't think you ever get through the challenges. There's always some Mm. challenge that you're facing. And I don't know, you know, the future ideal self. That's a big question. It is a big question. Because for one, I feel like I am my current ideal self. I'm very happy with who I am. That's a really cool place to be. And not a lot of people are there yet. Right. And so how do I, I feel like I'd be talking to myself right now. In the future, I mean, there's always going to be challenges. I mean, okay, so if we have those children and we do, we have the home and we're, you know, I mean, it's okay. It's a non-reality because it's in the future. And I, I like that though. I like that you, you feel like at this point you are that ideal version of yourself. That's a message. I think don't fret the small stuff. I know that that's just kind of a cliche thing to to say, but, mm-hmm. um, the reality is like yesterday, Blair and I had a shitty day at Ikea. It was just this unpleasant kind of thing that happened. And we don't, I don't even know what it was about. And it right. was just kind of this, this heavy thing that hit us and yeah. it wasn't very pleasant. Um, and 
it, it lasted for way too long. But the reality is we love each other right? and we see a future together mm-hmm. and we don't even know what happened to make this kind of heavy feeling between us. So it's like, just don't fret it. You mm-hmm. know, in the past, I really feel like that would stay within my mind for a long, long time. And I would kind of try to come up with an answer and a reason and yeah. a blame for and re- rehearse it and rehearse it and have the argument in my head and always win the argument because I'm always the winner. And <laughs> well, you know, like that, that spiral that you can go in yeah, or just say, you know what? I love Blair, put it down and move on. Mm-hmm. So that's a good answer. Yeah, but I feel like more that's me telling my younger self that versus me telling my older self that. Well, maybe some of the listeners are that younger version of someone like you. Right. So that is good advice. Right. Because I used to spend, oh my gosh, way too long rehearsing things that if someone said the wrong thing to me and I wish I could just go back in time and do it over again and say the right thing or have the last word. and Right. Yeah, letting things like that go and... Like I had a quabble with someone this week <clears throat> with a friend of mine, kind of gave him some suggestion on how a work situation should have been handled. And yeah, it didn't go great, um, but I'm not owning it anymore. I gave my authentic like version of advice, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not taking it back. I'm not worried about the fact that he's not super happy with my comment. Right. Um, it's just what I felt like I needed to say. Yeah. But in the past, I would have been like devastated that this person could be upset with me and I would be right. going over the top to fix it. So allowing me myself to, yeah, tell someone what I truly think. That's something yeah. without obviously trying to hurt anyone's feelings. Right. You know? Well, that's again. And that's, I think what you're highlighting is recognizing what's their baggage and what they do in their minds is their own stuff and let them keep and it. let them do what they're going to do with it let right. them clean up their side of the street you clean up yours kind of a thing yeah and not to try to clean up their side of the street yeah totally if that is a metaphor that works yeah, i agree completely mm-hmm. what if what if it was your time to go tomorrow maybe this is a heavy question too but <laughs> your time is up what would you want the next generation of young people in the queer community to know like what would you say to them of all the things you've learned in your life to recognize the gifts and the privileges that we have and to do what we can, where we can to help others either get those gifts themselves or Mm -hmm. see their gifts themselves. And again, not to sweat the small stuff, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And listen to that inner guide and just work towards being as authentic as you can. I think authenticity is the best way through life. And as soon as you're being an imposter or a fraud, I mean, you're just going to be bumping up against shitty situations your whole life. Yeah. I mean, it's easier said than done, but I think it's that inner voice piece. Right. And maybe expanding on that would be questioning yourself once in a while saying, who do I want to be? What is it that I am not? fulfilling in my own life right now that I could be and what are the steps I can take and you know sometimes it's being willing to feel like an imposter in the beginning mm-hmm. that was actually my first episode was wanting to try something but being afraid that I feel like an imposter because I'm new at something yeah right that keeps people out of things yeah. keep people from trying or, right. or growing or challenging themselves yeah yeah that's great yeah and to not be afraid of time because a lot of people will 
not do that degree because it's going to take five years mm-hmm. or and yeah, that's just a good example, mm-hmm. right? Because those five years are going to pass so quickly. Well, and people don't realize that like next month seems far away. Five years ago seems unimaginable. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I look back and I thought, wow, I finished my degree over a year ago. Like what? Right. Exactly. <laughs> How does that, it goes by so quick, like you said. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, is there any last words you want our listeners? I mean, you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit now and, mm-hmm. um, thank you again for coming on the show. Is there any last, uh, things you'd like to let the audience know? You know, just to, uh, heed the advice that's, um, on this podcast, I think you're doing a really great thing for the community and thank for, you. for others, you know, even outside of the community and just to keep working towards finding the self, you mm-hmm. know? It can be a fun journey. It doesn't have to be daunting. Right. Yeah. And to be, and to be on that journey with a sense of curiosity. Right. And I think that, that, you know, just being really curious about who you're becoming, Mm -hmm. about the strange things that happen in your life. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I'm a big believer in coincidences and magic and dreams and these kind of more mystical things. It's all connected. Yeah. It's all connected, you know, and, um, you know, I found that part of what really guided me through my tough times is being curious about those things that I felt were somehow connected Yeah, and allowing that to, to be a guide. Right. So it's like, find your guide, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be what I'm talking about at all. Right. Um, but be curious and keep looking, keep seeking. Yeah, exactly. Right. Awesome. Be a seeker. Yeah. I, I like that. I use that term. I'm a seeker. Definitely. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, how can people get in touch with you or what can we tell us your social media stuff? I am life as Chad, right? Everywhere, everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, life is Chad. Okay. At Gmail as okay. well. Okay. Life is Chad at Gmail. Snapchat. I'm life as Chad everywhere. I made sure to grab that. That's great. Because this is life as Chad. It's, this is it. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Great. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, thanks everyone for tuning into another episode of Journey to Worthy. Check out the website journeynumber2worthy.com for more information on this post and uh, this episode. And we'll see you again soon. Thanks everyone. Bye.